When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Unchained, Patrick Roycey, back from uh, the College Softball World Series, sir. How are you? Oklahoma City, yes, it was uh, just fine. And uh, meanwhile, while I left, uh, the Twins uh, went to Tampa, got pounded on Thursday, and once again, out of the woodwork came the baseball cockroaches who think every baseball game is like a football game. It was the end of the season, right? For they some, yes. Yeah, they uh, they got pounded down there. Now that they were playing a good team mm-hmm. like Tampa, uh, they were going to uh, show their uh, true uh, character. And uh, then they came back and won three straight against them. So um, this is uh, this is 40-18, and 18, uh, best record after 58 games. We're doing this Monday. And uh, one of the biggest surprises, I've you know, I've been following them for uh, 59 years. I was there their first game they ever played at Met Stadium. One of the biggest surprises of in, in those 59 years, maybe uh, we're going to talk to Tom Kelly this week uh, on, the, on the baseball podcast. And probably 01 is, is you know, comparable. I, I guess 87, you won the World Series. But that whole that that whole eighty seven thing, as you remember, Judd, was hard work, man. Yes, they were terrible on the you know the, what were they twenty nine and fifty two on you, the road. You did not feel this way about that team. No, twenty nine and fifty two. But mm-hmm. this is, uh, I mean, this is uh, this is pretty amazing. And I wouldn't say I had terrible expectations, but I thought seventy eight and eighty four again, which is what they were last year. You know, right? The, the damnedest thing, Patrick, to me is this. This team immediately after a loss this year, twelve and three. Yeah, that's they, good. No streaks. They don't have streaks. What's their longest oh, losing have... streak? Three, two, two. I think they're capped at two. I think they've lost two a couple times consecutively. That's it. Yeah. But to come back every time and be twelve and three for well, baseball is remarkable to me. Uh, the depth of the twelve or thirteen players to to. To be without a completely unpredictable, unproductive player is very unusual. Uh, and Adrianza certainly uh, was didn't contribute for the first six weeks, but he's you know he's you when you see him in the lineup, you don't say, "Oh no, not him." 
right? Mm-hmm. And and there's always, you know, when TK, Tom Kelly was playing his bomb squad on Sundays, sometimes you had to cover your face, you know, with some of the guys that they had. And to have, to, to now be in a situation where you have the, who the heck are they possibly going to get rid of when Cruz comes back, you know, and, and things like that. It's uh, The depth has uh, been astounding. Answer me this, baseball sage. Explain Jake Odorizzi to me. I can't. I know he did some I stuff. I, I know he did some uh, stuff. But still, this? I think he's throwing more strikes for the most part. Although, boy, when a guy's when a guy gets on base, I'd rather be out mowing the lawn than watching him. <laughs> God, he takes an hour and a half. It, it's funny how he works you know, rapidly when yeah. there's nobody on base, you know, when, when somebody gets on base, it's, uh, it's, you know, forever, but I don't know. Uh, you just, you know, people are talking about changing pitching coaches, stuff like that. The quality of his pitches is just better this year too. I mean, the, you know, the, he's getting ahead in the count more. He can throw the splitty, uh, more when he has to, but that obviously, we made a big deal last year about the fact that he could get people out with a 92-mile-an-hour high fastball. But he's setting up that 92-mile-an-hour, you know, first of all, he's throwing it, what, 93 maybe, 93 and a half. But he's setting it up better than he did by throwing more strikes and maybe using all the corners of the strike zone. But I, you know, I, I was Mike Mark Topkin, Topper, I was saying this spring, Again, I was telling him, boy, did you hose these guys? You know, you gave him that stiff Morrison. You gave him that stiff Odorizzi. And I'm sh- that it's it's just a sign of pure desperation for a starter that they're even bringing him back. He was so bad last year, and I'm, you know. C.J. Crone, I got nothing against him, but because you guys gave him up, because Tampa gave him up, he's going to be a stiff, too. Yep. That didn't work out. I mean, it worked out extremely well for the Twins. But, uh, yeah, well, they can luck to think they're luck- I, I'm sure they had a discussion as to whether they wanted to play, pay Jake Odorizzi $9 million or not after last year. Yeah, I would and think they, so. And they end up bringing he, him back. He and, hasn't given up an earned run in six of his last seven starts. No. It's 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 phenomenal. It's amazing. It's phenomenal. Now I do think part of it is he bores the other team to death. You know, <laughs> but if that's a strategy, you know yeah, what? It might right. be. You know what? Yeah, that's it. right. You know, I'm sure. How many guys are sitting in the other dugout under their breast saying, "Throw the bleeping ball, come on!" But he thinks out every pitch. That's for sure. But the uh, the other the other thing, you know, views that you had. Uh, okay, Odorizzi, forget him. Hey, I had one of the Twins commentators two weeks into this season saying, I was saying, eh, I don't like Pineda that well. He's out of shape, and he's, and he said, hey, he's not their biggest problem. And, uh, you know, it was, was Odorizzi. I mean, the, the yeah. first two weeks of this season, looked he had a good game, but he had a good game yeah, absolutely. last year off him, but the first mm-hmm. couple of three weeks. But there's that. Mm-hmm. There's Crone. Mm-hmm. There's Scope. Mm-hmm. But there's also the the little pitching coach that they hired from the colleges yep. who had a reputation as a elbow ruiner. You know, he uh, left. He basically got fired at Mississippi State, even though they 
don't say that. I mean, they say that he left to go to Arkansas, but uh, he got fired there because they had three Tommy Johns when he, you know, when he the, off that team that he was on. Now he gives you an explanation that some of them had bad elbows when he got there, and it, you know, but to me, I had guys texting me saying. The scouts don't like this guy at all. They think he's hard on pitchers. And well, hell, he's, hell, he's been a genius. He's gonna, been a clearly genius. working. Polanco, yeah. Polanco too. Yeah, better. Sh- uh, I think it's really helped him, and we've talked about it, Judd. Helped him, helped Scope. That the middle infielders have less responsibility. The old wide-ranging shortstop. Can he go deep into the hole and jump up and make the throw? And can he make the throw from deep in the shortstop hole? Well, he's standing there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't like he, he's – when they're saying, can he make the de- throw deep in the shortstop hole all those years, you were saying that about a guy who was going into the hole to backhand the ball and then turn and make the throw. Now he's standing there. He's you know he's got a straight shot to throw it over there. We are very very far removed from the days of Ozzie Smith and Omar Vizquel. Oh yes, we yeah. are so far removed from that. Yeah. Era. Well, uh, now Omar I think might eventually. He's the best shortstop I ever saw. But we saw him in the American League. Didn't see that much of Ozzie, you know, but. Omar, I vote for him for the Hall of Fame because he was the best fielding shortstop I ever saw. Mm-hmm. But Ozzy wouldn't have made the Hall of Fame in the shift era, I don't think. Because his glove Cause he, wouldn't have been valuable. No, I mean, yeah, it, was, probably it, was, it wasn't. Yeah. wasn't. Oh, man. I mean, it's the, it blows my mind the, the, the minimizing that's been done of middle infielders. Which, which were the, by the way, yep. you have to be strong up the middle. Okay? Yes. Yes. What, when did you first hear that in baseball? When you were six years old playing <laughs> t-ball, yep. right? Yep. You have to be strong up the middle. Yep. Wow. I'm, I'm stunned by this. I, I got to tell you. Where does this I'm rank stunned by the, among, the, among the Minnesota teams that you have followed closely who have stunned you? 87 Vikings, okay, but more, more of the playoff run. Mm-hmm. But the idea that they were, you know, they were all that that team was also eight and two in real games yeah. before they lost those last two. So they were good, but the fact that you know it stunned me because I'd written a, I was in St. Paul and had written a satirical. Look out for the backdoor gang because they'd backed into the playoffs. And, you know, Zip, you know, Birdsey, that was his killer instinct uh, tirade, I believe. We were all out there with Birdsey on Sunday morning because they'd lost on Saturday and they were going to miss the playoffs. And we were out there Sunday morning and they needed the Cowboys to beat the Cardinals. And that that, right, that yeah. would have been a big upset, you know, because mm-hmm. the Car- Car- Cowboys were bad and the uh, the Cardinals were really good. That's what they needed to get in. And the idea that that was going to happen didn't occur to us. And we were out there basically demeaning his team. And Birdsey was uh, was at his feisty best that, that morning. Oh, and, yeah. But there was only like we were in that little room next to the toilet, mm-hmm. you know. The old media room, like, yeah. There was like five or six of us in there. 
and he got rolling. And, of course, it was one of the highlights of my journalistic career was Zimmy rolling. I mean, Zimmy, Birdsey rolling in that little room in there. And then they go and played three of the greatest games they've ever played. Kicked the hell out of a very good New Orleans team, mm-hmm. which was their, by the way, first playoff appearance ever for that. The New Orleans Saints had never been in the playoffs. That's how long. That's a what twenty years. Yeah. And then, uh, then they got Joe Montana booed off the field, and they uh, damn near beat Washington. And that was there would have been no. You would have had a hard time going through NFL history if they'd made it to the Super Bowl in that three game. You know, those three road games. Didn't they say too that that was Bill Walsh? The, the the whole Bill Walsh era in San Francisco that was probably the best team that they had that oh, year. Oh yeah, the, was, the idea they were going to okay, all right, they beat New Orleans because New Orleans choked and Bobby A. Bear and uh, you know New Orleans <laughs> choked and then boom 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 and I mean they killed them and then they killed San Francisco. We've talked about it before, uh, you know one of the you know one of the five greatest Sid Hartman moments ever is when he's running through the uh, press box and. San Francisco yelling, go, Reggie, go, Reggie, and hurtling over those little, uh, it, there, were, there were little barriers, you know, so there was like five or six seats, yeah. and then they were in the press box, you'd be in, it was almost in a cubicle, and said, I think, leaped at least two barriers following Reggie Rutland down the field. So At the ripe age of what at the time? Was he 60-something then? Oh, okay. 32 years ago, so he's 67. Yeah, that's the incredible thing. He's still good, yeah. He's running down the press box at the age of 67. (laughs) Anyway, that that, that was a big shock. 91 Twins just coming uh, off being so bad in 90. Yeah, I guess so. But you still knew that the talent was there. This is a bigger surprise to me than 91 by far. I think it's the biggest surprise ever. 80, you know, from the... You know what was a big surprise to us? <clears throat> now, you got to be as old as me, 62, because they came in 61, and they won in Yankee Stadium on opening day. The first one, they beat Ramos, Pistol Pete Ramos, beat Whitey Ford, 6 to nothing, and we were going to win the pennant. And they got off to a good start, and then reality settled in, and they ended up 70 and 91. I think they had one right now, 70 mm-hmm. and 92. And so... Uh, oh well, you know, this is we have no chance. We'll be lousy forever. And then uh, they they were in contention that year. Uh, they were, I think they ended up six or seven behind, but they finished second. So in sixty two, I think they finished second in sixty two. So that was a big surprise. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is right now number one for me. It uh, I don't know. You guys can answer this question. <clears throat> I know that. It's been a horrible decade. But why, at least in the social media front, in the Twitter front, why do so many people resent their success? You know what I'm saying? Is there still a, ah, you know, that's, you know, they lose to Tampa and now the real twins are going to show up and this is all, you know, why? Where, where's that crowd? Right, those, is it just an anti-baseball crowd? I think it might be that. I also think that you have that base of fans that hate the poll ads 
They're yes. the ones that come out every time and say they're going to be. They're not going to. Nobody s- hates Ziggy. going to be cynical. Nobody hates Ziggy. Who got way more public you know what? money? The relationship with the Vikings in this town to me is harder to explain. Yeah. I I get it, but there is a buy-in uh, that the Vikings get from a certain fan mm-hmm. base of the f- fans that does the, not exist to me. The, the in one any we other hear one. on social media, you know, to me, social media is Twitter. Yeah, I guess you can't that's, count. That's like, we're on, Pat, you yeah. can't count like Star Tribune commenters because they're all psychopaths so uh uh you know they're basically uh you know who want the content for com- free don't forget that one complete moron cheap cheap morons but that's just my opinion you know i'm, I'm sure it's not shared by the editors <laughs> not reflected by the minneapolis-based Star no Tribune. no but uh but the twitter uh world i guess has that share too but uh you know there's a lot of people who don't seem to be enjoying this and uh you know it's hard not to enjoy this because it's, you know, unbelievable. But this is the most – so to me, this is the most fun that you can also possibly have in sports because you didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like, that's what I've always said. Yeah. Unexpected success 2017 Vikings, biggest, Pat. Huh? Case Keenum. 2017 – that was yeah. fun. Yeah. Did you really think Case Keenum was going to get you the NFC title game? Yeah. 2001 Twins. Very – you know, they yeah. were 57 and 13 after – Now, that – After losing, you know – you know, Chris Clauser, the great Chris Clauser, we were gonna wanted, play the wanted to get TK fired. The outdoor game, too. The Porta Potty Stadium out in uh, yes, at Met by, Stadium. By the mall. Out, out, by the mall, yeah. But and he the, wanted to get TK fired. Yep. And he, the word was out, and, and Tom basically went to saw, saw Carl Pollard and said, uh, I recall you uh, telling me, I think what you told him was, I recall you telling me that uh, this job was uh, as long as I wanted it, and I still want it because he liked that team that he was, he finally saw something mm-hmm. with Tory in that outfit, and uh, he stayed one more year, and then he said, okay, now we'll leave on my terms, you know, so. I thought anyway. the 2001 team, though, when, when they regressed and fell apart, didn't surprise me that much. This collection, I'd be really surprised. Oh, yeah, surprised. well, they didn't certainly have the depth of. Right. The, this team's got the depth. Yeah, I'd be surprised, too. Well, I think if we go back and look at the AL Central. It was pretty. Uh, Two thousand one, Cleveland was still Cleveland good. Cleveland was still really good. Yeah. Cleveland was still good. The White Sox weren't bad. It was not. Now none of this forty eighteen can be credited to being in the AL Central, though, <laughs> since they've only played starting tonight. They have sixty two of their. Give me the math, Manny. A hundred and uh, <laughs> hundred eight games left. No, okay, fifty eight. A hundred and eight games left. 62 of them are against the AL Central. And that's what makes you think that that this is not going to be a, a collapse of any sort because they have mm-hmm. so many so many more left in the division. 108, so almost 60%. 60% of their games are left there in the go. division. There's a pen for you. I can do it. I can do it. You talk for a minute. The only guy who, who writes a, a column who's good at math. I am a very <laughs> uh, good math guy. AL Central in 2001, gentlemen, Cleveland, 91-71, and 71, won it. The, Twins were 85-77, and 77, six back at the end, and the White Sox were 83-79, and 79, yeah, eight back. See, they were better. Okay. So, yes, that division was. So, what did I say? We have uh, 62 games, and we have 100 and how many left? 112 left. 112 left, right? No, no, no. 58, so it would be uh, 58, 100 and, 100 and, 104. 104 left. Uh, 
Holy cow, this is this is better than I thought. Uh blah 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 blah. Sixty <laughs> sixty uh, He's gonna do it if it kills him. <laughs> Twenty-four. Basically, almost an even 60% of their games are yep. left in the AL Central. Bad for going to the ballpark because you get sick of watching bad teams. You'd mm-hmm. like to have the Yankees and the Red Sox here a couple of times, but uh, that's not the way. But but it's uh, it's phenomenal, and uh, we got to get some good weather, and uh, they, they'll they have— It got nice last month, <clears throat> Yeah, they'll have big crowds. It got nice. They'll have uh, big, 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 big crowds, that's for sure. The so, thing I'm noticing too is, I mean, even outside of the AL Central, the American League as a whole just isn't. Oh yeah, no, isn't that good? No, you got and the Tam- Yankees I mean, and the Astros Tampa, and the Rays and Tampa. God it. love them. Has God figured out a formula here for slapping together pitching staffs and? They basically got a plane waiting at the Raleigh Durham Airport to bring in a new guy after every game, <laughs> and uh, to fly to Tampa. But they're not, you know, that's not a frightening. The only club that I mean, there's two of them: Houston and the Yankees. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, Houston and the Yankees. I mean, why did Boston mess with success by letting their bullpen? You know, by letting Kimbrel go, and yeah. I mean, I, I I don't understand it. I, you know, maybe they didn't want to give him as much money as he wanted, but you got guys like Ryan Brazier and these guys. I mean, you're you got to have real guys in the bullpen when you got that lineup. Anyway, the nice thing about this Twins team, though, is when they do play good teams, they can compete really well. So you don't. Oh, yeah. So it's not like hey, you're playing the White Sox. It's great now. Now. The good thing is that they beat up on those teams fairly consistently, but when you play your Tampas or Yankees or Houston, you're competing. Yeah. Well, that, Houston came in here and, and lost what, two or three, right? I think three out of four. Okay. Beat them, so, three yeah. Out of four here. Yeah, they can, they can play against them, but I, I would hate to go into a uh, uh, three out of five. Well, you won't have to play. Three out of five right off the bat and have Verlander and, yeah, be tough. and Garrett Cole <laughs> yeah, pitching Cole, against yeah. you. So. <laughs> anyway. That's, uh, yeah, it's been phenomenal. It's been great. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 952- 925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. So how was softball? How was the uh, Gophers bad. making it to the College World Series there? And you being they, a uh, were, uh, you know, God love them. Uh, they got there, and uh, Amber Pfizer was great, and they got, you know, four or five kids in that lineup who were very good. But uh, you get down there, and uh, it, even with my shallow knowledge of of fast-pitch softball, their lineup was just 
much thinner than UCLA and Washington. These these Pac-12 powerhouses. By the way, there's only nine of the 12 teams that play softball out there. I don't know if Southern Cal does. Uh, uh, but anyway, only nine of the 12. The Big the big 12 yep. seven, has, has like a six or seven team softball league, too. But they have powerhouses. But they just, you know, the the pitchers that the Gophers saw from Washington and UCLA both pitched. Rachel Garcia is the hits fourth and is the their ace pitcher for UCLA. And yesterday she pitched ten scoreless innings against Washington and hit a three run homer to win the game. So, but they just the lineup was just more dangerous for both those teams, and uh, they were they were outclassed, but. They were there, and then you don't have that many northern teams showing up, and uh, you know it was fun. Good draw. Fun. Oh yeah, they, Good it's a, they hold uh, the stadium officially holds eight five or something, and they fill it. The uh, well, they had Oklahoma and Oklahoma State both there too, which was uh, interesting, and uh, you know they we had the uh, modest uh, three hour and ten minute, uh, I mean th- three hour and ten minute. Storm delay. Well, the lightning, lightning the delay. Started lightning. with lightning, and then well, you told me that last night on the phone. You're right. That area of the country. How do they ever play a full game? No, because the NCAA has. If lightning is seen within eight miles, you have to stop the game. Mm-hmm. Back, in fact, back from the day when if lightning was seen behind the left field stands, <laughs> you'd say, "Well, maybe we can stop her for a couple of minutes." Uh, but down there, yeah, I mean, they get they get the storms of. I was uh, talking to, uh, th- and they made them leave the stadium. They made everybody leave the stadium during that delay because they thought it was going to be a dangerous storm. And send them indoors or where? Yeah, did they go they back to their cars. Go to your or? cars, they tell you. Oh wow! <laughs> because if the but, tornado hits and you're in your car, that'll be a winner. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this. Uh, the gal who, uh, the ace pitcher for uh, St. Thomas, who I did a column on, Kirsten, you know, that's a bad memory here. But her and her mom were there. They, they, they've they come down for years with her parents, with the, the mom's parents, Anderson. And that so they've been going there, and they, uh, they had to. They've had to go into the basements a couple of times uh, when one of the when the, that they were here when that tornado hit Moore, you know, a few years ago and destroyed wow. it. So, right. 2013. So, yeah, but it was fine. It's 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 fine. Now the games don't move as fast as they used to because a there's a little more offense and b ESPN has adopted this thing. You know, it's a really a good way to get uh, female viewers and it does well. For them, and they started showing every game. I think in two thousand four or something like that. But they're taking four minute breaks between half innings. It's we got alleged, a piece of play problem. Allegedly, allegedly <laughs> two, and, allegedly two and a half, but it takes four. And you know, it's you know because they come back after two and a half, right. and then they got to say some inane things for another. You probably had seven. innings. You probably had innings themselves that were probably like two and a half, three minutes too. Yeah. You go to Although uh, Manny, break. since since they moved it back to forty three feet, which was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but a lot more foul balls. 
Okay. A lot more foul balls because they're up there fighting for their lives and then hoping to get a pitch, you know. So it, it does it does uh, take a little longer. But the, it is funny. Uh, the Garcia kid, I think, pitched, what, he's 190-some pitches last night and, mm-hmm. or yesterday. And Pfizer pitched, uh, you know, here she had 147. Mm-hmm. And then there was no question of her when coming back the next day it's it's all legs for them i think the arms fine the underhand and the motion. shoulders not yeah it's not it's, that it's, much it's wear the down. underhand the shoulder, motion right? but uh it's uh it's fine i think uh a volleyball is the best women's sport because one reason being we don't spend all our time comparing it right correct and I think fast pitch softball is the same. You know, basketball, women's basketball is always going to have the comparison problem, right? Yeah. But uh, I think fast pitch softball is the same too because we don't see that in baseball, and it's it's a completely different game. It's a sixty yeah. foot game, so if you bobble the ball, he's safe. Yeah, she's safe. You know, and it's it's a it's a it's a it's a completely different game. So I I think it. It wins from that, and they and they're good athletes. You know, they're uh, it, it, it's fine. I, I didn't I didn't mind it at all. Plus, I met I, I found Leo's barbecue. So I asked a couple of guys from Oklahoma, where do you eat barbecue? And they said, well, there's this new place downtown, Masons or something like that. That's in an area. And I said, I don't care about the barbecue. Where, you know, is a new place and it's trendy. I want to go to the place where my life's in danger. <laughs> and, and Pat's and, not kidding because you once no. took Chip and I to a place in Arizona where I thought we might be in a bit of jeopardy. But was it good? <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Leo's. Go to Leo's if you're in. Uh, like a shack type yeah. of place? Yeah, and it's, and it's not a bad Barbecue's got to be shack type it's, of Yeah, place, it was a shack. It was a shack, yeah. If, it uh, can't be a real restaurant. If the fire started in there, it'd be gone in four minutes. But uh, <laughs> but and it wasn't that dangerous of an area. It was. But it, but it was. Uh, but it was uh, great. So yeah, I, I got to Leo's twice, and uh, and yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I I didn't mind it at all. So so that this completes your career now. Is you've covered volleyball extensively in recent years, mm-hmm. softball. What's, I haven't what's done. The, what's the sport? I two thousand four golfers women's. I was on that whole yep, trip, yeah. which was fantastic. Yep. The best thing about that team was. You had McCarvel and Whalen, and they would light up the and the rest of them would light up the notebook because that was not, you know, a coach and two players sitting up front. You'd basically go, they'd go retrieve them out of the locker room, and they'd come out and, you know, you'd talk to them for twenty minutes, and they'd give you fantastic stuff. Uh, you don't get that anymore, but yeah, that was that was great. Now the. They 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 get more and more control about the about the interview process, but uh, the the Gophers were good for us. They'd bring them out of the locker room and do stuff. But uh, yeah, it's uh, that basketball was probably the most fun I've had in women's athletics. So oh, that old four run because they had all those pers- two might be two two of the greatest characters in any sport at that school in oh, the last yeah. twenty five years. Yeah. yeah, well, when you got Whalen as a smart aleck. Yep. College senior, yep, and she's not the best quipster on the team. You're in pretty good shape because McCarvel was McCarvel would say, 
anything. <laughs> she was the greatest. And you know, you know, McCarville, their their problem was that they uh, they worried a little about her seriousness about academic pursuits because she spent half her time at Mystic Lake playing blackjack, you know. You know what? <laughs> that builds character right yes. there. Yeah, I know. That's she what I want is that competitive drive. Yeah, going, she's man. in she's in my top five favorite Academics overrated. She's in my top five or six favorite Minnesota athletes because, you know, the one unforgettable game is, you know, whale we had the whaling game versus UCLA. Mm-hmm. Right? To, in the Sweet 16 when there was the first time 14,000 people showed up for a gopher basketball game, women's game, and it was great. Yeah. But two nights later, it was Kansas State, which uh, was the number one, was the top seed, number one seed in the region or the number one remaining seed in the region. Mm-hmm. But they, for some reason, they couldn't have it at home, so it ended up at our place. But they had Nicole Oldie. Yep. Yeah. Who used to play? Who then played for the uh, for the Lynx? A very fine player. She'd move around the post, but she was lean and thin. And McCarville, who I lovingly referred to as Big Mama, damn near killed her. <laughs> it was one of the great muggings ever. I mean, it it. It looked like the bad boys. It looked like the. It looked like Lambeer and Mahorn, man. She she damn near threw her off the floor. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was great. Yeah, that was fun. So, but this was, you know, this fine. And Traxel, Traxel, the coach, Jamie Traxel, was not very outgoing when I first talked to her a couple of times. She might, she might know of my reputation over there. I don't know. I, I don't you know. think they might have but told by them the to end, watch out? Was, by the end, she was great. You know, she was she was terrific. She'd tell you stuff. And she's, you know, what's interesting about uh, fast pitch softball? The coaches all refer to the players instead of referring them by, you know, like Gardy calling the left-handed reliever Stumpy. You know, Daniel Stump Stumpy by the last name. And, oh, really? they, and yeah, and the and the players, of course, you need a glossary to figure out who the hell they're talking about because it's all everybody's got a nickname. Mm-hmm. But she always refers to her as Pfizer, and you know who you know. I guess she referred to her as Maddie, but she always says Pfizer. Makes it know. simple for you. Yeah, but it, I, I kind of like that too. And uh, well, when I was talked to the kid from St. Thomas, you know, a couple weeks ago, Anderson, Christine Anderson. She referred to her coach, John Cheetah, as Cheetah. She says, that Cheetah can come up with some of the goofiest stuff ever, you know. I mean, so it's uh, it's, it's it's interesting that we don't have all the... Uh... The other thing is, I uh, saw my uh, my first female Bubba, one of the, yes. the leadoff hitter, Bubba Nichols. And uh, Madeline was her name, but Bubba Nichols, she hit the home run off Pfizer right off the bat, fourth pitch. Of... Was she a bigger kid or no? No. But uh, apparently, somebody told me that she was on a youth team down there that had three or four Madelines. Okay. For, and so the coach says, "Okay, you're Bubba, and you're this, and you're you know." <laughs> and she adopted the name when she was like ten years old or something. Bubba anyway, Nichols. yeah, it was wow. fine. It was fun. 
Are, so are, is Gopher softball, are they, what's the future looking like for them? Are they set well, up for, gonna, to be pretty competitive? Well, you know, one thing list? about it is they got that free transferring. You know, they lost Lindemann last year. Mm-hmm. And they, Lindemann went through fall practice. In fall, you know, they have a limited three, four-game schedule, but limited. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know she ended up in the in the uh, transfer portal till November. They had no hint that this was happening. And she didn't attend classes until January 3rd in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their plans were all based. Now, they brought in a transfer, the, that brand, uh, the kid from Oregon State, but she was here you know, for fall practice. So so you never know. I mean, let's say your ace pitcher decides on November 14th, yeah, I might want to pitch somewhere else. You're, there's no nothing to stop them. So. I do love the term, though, transfer portal. Transfer it, portal. It, it, I do, so too. precious. I was thinking it's that. so and, precious. Right, we stole it from Star Trek. Yes. Didn't we? Yes. Yeah. What happened to the athlete? She's in the transfer portal. She's in the portal. Damn it, Jim, I don't know how to get into the transfer portal. <laughs> Speaking of the portal, what's our theory on Amir, who's apparently not going to get get drafted or might get drafted at the end? Was it? I I heard two theories. He doesn't like Patino, and he's 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 sick of academics too. I mean, he's I don't think he's a bad student, but he's it's interesting because his sister, right, academic All American at Northwestern, as well as a very good player. But they said he was. I what I heard is he was as bored with he was bored with academic pursuits. So. I would think if two was true, though, you could lighten the academic load on the young man to get him back for that uh, one I think, year. I think you? sometime it's just getting out of bed at eight thirty and going to class. Right? I could yeah, come maybe. up with a schedule you for know him what? that might be more might be <clears throat> more to his liking. There have been <laughs> enough basket. There have been enough basketball players in the last three administrations. Who got senioritis and didn't play nearly as well as they had earlier? That I don't think this is a bad thing for them. I mean, they'd, you'd like to have him right. if he was motivated. Everybody says, "Oh yeah, well he's, uh, you know, he's, you know, he'd be really trying to play well to get in the draft, and that might be true. And you, you'd like rather to have him, but a lot of uh, a lot of, of very highly thought of freshmen, sophomore, juniors. By the time of the seniors, they just want it to be over. You know? That's true about that. Yeah, know, they, there have been a few of them. There have been quite guys, a few yeah. of them, yeah. Chad Colander was one of the most interesting examples to me. He was better as a freshman than he was as a sophomore. He was better as a sophomore than he was as a junior. And then he left and went out to Colorado <laughs> State and had a great senior year. But uh, was it Colorado State? I think so. I think it was yeah. Colorado State, yeah. yeah. But it was the same thing with Rick Rickard. I mean, Rick Rickard's yeah. sophomore year was not oh. as good as his freshman year. Freshman year, he was he was terrific. And yeah, he should have went in the draft right then. Might have got yeah. a shot, you know. Yeah. So that's yeah. So I I don't think it's a terrible loss for. Him. But same things going on in basketball too. They might not be done getting transfers. You know, the Gophers to replace him. There's still guys floating around. Mm-hmm. What what's going on with the with the Flex Club? I don't know. I, I keep seeing your tweets. Every time there's a guy that decommits, it seems like you're aware of it. Oh Well, I see it, but uh, as I said, I saw a bumper sticker. I landed at the airport yesterday, and this guy, there was a bumper sticker, and it said, 
honk if you've uh, decommitted from the Gophers football team today. So, uh, you know, it was an interesting bumper sticker. It's, it's amazing, your, your ability to find out all these guys that have uh, decommitted <laughs> well, no, from PJ's you, team. Uh, if you look at the Pirate Press and, and the Star Tribune websites, they, they have them all uh, decommitting. But I think the lingo over there is that the Gophers had cooled on them. Or the other story is that if they wanted, if they'd committed and then wanted to take a visit, that they were not. But the guy they let out, the linebacker they let out, had already been here, right? Yes, I think and he was here and then he left. And yes. now their word on him is that he cooled. So, anyway, never, uh, you know, just anytime you can. You know, I, it's not so much taking shots at Fleck, right? I thought this was all about. No, it's taking shots of the fleckies. Oh, okay. The uh, the the people who are the fleckavinians. Abs- yeah, the fleckavinians. That's a good thing. It's the people uh, who are rowing the boat. Yes, yeah, the, the boat rowers who <laughs> the b- boat rowers. adopt all this crap. Uh, you know that uh, that you just can't let up on them. You got to. I, I feel it's my moral responsibility. It's going to be one of your to, to agitate your them, legacy, right? but. I, I again brought up the other day, yeah, well, yesterday on Twitter that how they loved Brewster when he was seven and one, mm-hmm. and now none of them. You know, we were. You go back to Gopher Hole. We got to get him signed to an extension. You know, before he leaves for Texas or someplace. And now they deny that nobody ever thought he was a good coach. No. You're liars. You're liars. You loved him. I, like I wish I'd I wish I'd kept my emails. I like how your gopher hole impression is dead on of your Sid impression. <laughs> they might all be the same person. Wasn't there I think there were rumors that Brew was gonna go to Tennessee because Philip Fulmer was oh, yes. was gonna retire. They had a connection that, or something. I, I, or I think there well, was, just, he was when when he was seven and one there were rumors of that well, the Philip Fulmer was going to retire. The first piece I ever wrote on him was when it became when it came out that uh he was uh gonna be the coach, you know, that that popped like late in the afternoon. And I called the uh recruiting guy, Mike what's the guy from Chicago? Of the recruiting guru, Mike, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And he was, I because I was basically saying, God, they're hiring somebody none of us ever heard of. What the hell's his name? The big recruiting guy down there. And uh, he said, one of the two greatest recruiters as an assistant in the last 20-some years. And the other guy was the African-American gentleman who went to North Carolina as an assistant and then ended up, what was, give me his name. He'd been kicked around, and he ended up getting them on about 300 years probation. was going to, thought they were going to get him on probation. What, what was his name? He ended up in Oklahoma, didn't he? I think he was there. Anyway, those were the two guys. It's You know what you should do? One thing about Unchained and the spontaneity of it. Yep. It prevents you from looking up stuff you can't exactly remember exactly. I think that's okay. John, I think that's just fine. Some damn thing. I, can't I think remember. that's just fine. All right. This has been a fairly positive unchained. Yeah. We so are you unchained about something? Uh, what am I unchained? I mean, the twins about? are really good. You just got back from a you know what? World Series. You know what? Here's what I'm unchained. All right. About. Good. All right. Here we go. At ninety nine. Sid Hartman 
in his long and historic career, has always been an ass kisser, right? Yep. That's his secret of survival. But he has turned up the butt smooching to levels never previously challenged. Go back and look at, like, the last 15 columns. Oh, they're all, whose butt have I not kissed lately? <laughs> Spielman, blah, 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 Ziggy, blah, blah, blah. Everybody, it's a, it is a butt-kissing marathon, and as a Star Tribune subscriber, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I want a little objectivity from Sid at 99. <laughs> at 99, oh. once in a while, we should be able to read uh, an objective view of what's going on instead of, you know, Sid's got the two uh, young ladies that that uh, accompany him now. Mm-hmm. And I bet one of them has a chart Sid says, give me a chart and put a check by whose butt I've kissed lately and put, like, the 12 most prominent coaches in town on it uh, of men's sports. Uh, and then I'll, then we'll run through it. We'll do those 12. Then we'll come back and do the next 12. And uh, I, I'm offended by uh, so he's Sid, got, in recent Sid's weeks, butt kissing. In recent Everybody, weeks, go Zimmer, back and look Spielman, at his. Spielman, Wilf, yes. Gerson, right? Gerson. Gerson's a fantastic. Gerson's Ryan unbelievable. Saunders, Ryan Saunders. Yep. Glenn, Glenn Taylor Glenn. for Glenn Taylor uh, went along, approves of the hiring of Ryan Saunders. <laughs> no! Mm. Sydney, no kidding. He's the reason they hired him, Sid. Let's have a little objectivity. 99, it's not too late. It's not too late, Sid. Before you're 100, before you're 100, write a column not intended to kiss somebody's butt so they'll go on the radio show and not be able to understand what the hell you're asking them. And that's why the show's called Unchained. See you next week. (laughs)